Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Second Chronicles. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to preach long. Uh, he usually does. <laughs> don't forget, today after service is A-Team lunch, so we, you don't have to leave. You can come to the lunch. We're going to have a great time. A lot of great information to go over today, uh, so make sure that you're present for that. We're going to have a um, good time. Good information. Second Chronicles 20. We've been talking about being victorious, and um, you know, it's interesting. I knew today was going to be slightly different. It is, and it's not over. Um, hallelujah. I, I knew that it was going to be a little different because I, you know, have you ever tried to write a message? And you just can't. <laughs> I came, you know, I, all week I've been trying to write a message. And I just trying to do my duty. And I just could It was like God was just saying, no, you just need to rest in me. And I came last night and I thought, well, Lord, I'm just going gonna, gonna to write my message Saturday night. Because surely you can speak Saturday night before we get into this thing on Sunday morning. I need my notes, God. I need my cue cards. You got to tell me what I'm going to say. You know, I, I, I got here last night, and I, I'm not saying this to toot my I'm, I'm just telling you what's happening and kind of where I'm coming from. I ended up, I got here and ended up praying and interceding for like four hours and, and couldn't stop. And the only reason I stopped is because I had a text from Heather saying, when are you coming home? <laughs> and I found myself absolutely overcome by this word victorious that we've been in this series on, that the Lord wants to make you victorious, that he has brought victory in your life. And I, I mean, I, hello, anybody out there? You heard that. He wants to make you victorious. And uh, this, is a, this is a passage of scripture that you're all very familiar with. Anybody facing things this morning, you need the Lord to just intervene on your behalf. Anybody? Or am I the only one? Okay, so we all have things that we need God to step in and just work a miracle on our behalf. Well, let me, let me just tell you today where your position is, where you ought to be. And I'm sure you've heard this, this passage before, nothing new. But 2 Chronicles chapter 20 says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son... Yeah, okay. A Levite... The sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you. This is a word. Victory is yours today. God's bringing victory in your life today. I'm looking right at you. Yes, I'm talking. This is a word for you. I'm telling you, God is bringing victory in your life today. You have been bothering me all day long. Not you, her. You too, but you, you're all sitting next to each other. 
God's going to bring victory in your life. You need to stop being anxious and to tune in. This word's for you to, I mean, it's for everybody. God, you know, God's got everybody numbered here, but you, you specifically, listen. Sorry, that was, we were just having a God moment. I'm sorry. Tune in to the Lord. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is yours, is not yours. <laughs> just make sure you all pay attention. It's not yours. Uh, let's read that again because some of you are still getting this. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is. So tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up uh, by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle, but position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohath, yeah, thank you, Jesus, Kohathites and the children, you all do the same thing. The Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with their voices loud and high. We keep seeing this reoccurring theme today, that they're lifting their voices, raising their voices. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. So I'm going to say to you, hear me, O Akron and inhabitants of Summit County. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise what? Say, what does it say? The beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army and they were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord, his mercy endures forever. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, when they began to sing and to praise. When they began to sing and to praise. When they began to sing and to praise. When they began to sing. When they began. When they began. When they began. <laughs> you know, we, we want to we wanna get through the first couple of warm-up songs before we really get into it. But God was there right at the beginning. When they began. <laughs> the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir. And, and against Judah they, and the, all those that had come against Judah. And they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants, they helped destroy one another. <laughs> so when Judah came to a place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there were dead bodies fallen on the earth. No one had escaped. 
God is able to bring complete victory in your situation. Just in case you needed to know that. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil. I love this. You know, you would think it was good just to see your enemy defeated and you had nothing to do with it except for praising the beauty of his holiness. It's funny to me that, well, I'll just, I'll come back to that. It's interesting that we would be satisfied with this. We would be okay with the fact that, that the enemy was dead. We didn't have to do a thing, but it didn't stop. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies. Not only, not only did they come out to fight the battle, they came with all their wealth with them. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not going into battle carrying all my precious prized possessions. I think I'm going to leave the rubies and the diamonds and the money and all of those things back home. <laughs> With the kids and the wife. Don't bring them out onto the battlefield. But what did they do? God, God knew before they ever set their foot on the field. God knew before they ever got out to the camp that he was going to set ambushes. He knew that not only was he going to set ambushes, he knew that he was going to provide the spoil. And Jehoshaphat didn't even know it. He just walked into it. Wow, look what the Lord has done. And what, what, what happened? I love this. Precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. Three days. Three days gathering the spoil. Just because they decided to praise the Lord. Let me tell you how you need to walk in victory today. It is to position yourself in a place of praise. Your job is not to bring the results and see how many dead bodies you can have laying on the ground when you leave the battlefield. In our, in our society, in our world, in our culture, in all that we know in history, the, the success of a battlefield is determined by how many dead bodies are laying in your wake. But in God's kingdom, success at the battlefield is not by how many dead bodies. God can handle the, the people. He's got that covered. What he's after is, are you willing to praise him, the beauty of his holiness? Are you willing to walk and stand in a place of faith and say, God, I know that you've got this covered. I know this battle is not mine. It's yours. You've got it covered. I'm going to stand and sing, praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. And then all of a sudden, the situation begins to change. And not only does the situation begin to change, but your perspective changes. Instead of seeing the battlefield and all of the, all of the negative and all of the worry and all of the anxiety, you've now positioned yourself in a place for victory and faith is stirred up on the inside of you. Now, it's what I started to say earlier is, is interesting to me that they praised, what was their goal? Jehoshaphat said, he consulted with the musicians and the worshipers, and he said, I want you to go out and to sing and to worship, and you're going to praise what? There was a key phrase that I made you say. The beauty, no, no, she got it, sorry. Beauty of his holiness. Praise the beauty of his holiness. It's interesting to me, the byproduct or the result, if you will, of what they were seeing and worshiping came 
Praise the Lord, His mercy endures forever. Now, now here's the thing about the holiness of God. We know that it means that there's none like Him. He is unique. He's perfect in all of His ways. Exodus says, who is like unto you? Your praise and, and your works and, and describes all of the uniqueness of God. And so when we begin to talk about the holiness of God, what they began to worship was the mercy that they saw in that holiness. It's very interesting to me. You see, Isaiah in Isaiah 6, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty echoes the same thing. Who was and is. And we see the angels and all that's happening. And what was Isaiah's response? Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. He begins to respond to the holiness of God, recognizing his uncleanness. And the angel comes and he touches his lips with the coal from the altar. You see, when you get a vision of the holiness of God, it comes with a vision of His mercy. When you get a vision of the holiness of God, it has to come at the same time with His great mercies towards you. That's why in the middle of the battle, when you feel like you should be consumed, that's why in the middle of life, when your sin should overtake you and life should overthrow you, that's why in the middle of those things that the mercies of God become so rich and so real for you. Because all of a sudden, when you know that you should be destroyed, when you know that you should be wiped off the face of the earth, God has chosen you, has had mercy on you, has shown you grace and favor and he's working on your behalf he's bringing victory on your behalf not only has he redeemed you not only has he set you free from your past but he's washing you and cleansing you and making you victorious over every enemy over every obstacle that you face in this life it doesn't get any better than that and when you see that you can't help but say praise the lord his mercy endures forever they positioned themselves in a place of praise. They positioned themselves in a place of praise. Sometimes positioning yourself in a place of praise. I, I wrote down this scripture. Ephesians 6.10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Verse 13 says, Having to do all, stand. Ephesians 3.20, I wrote this down too. It says, Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. He's able. Everybody say, He's able. He's able. Not only does he want to, he's able, has all the power to do it. He's willing. He has the power to do it. Yield and let him do it. Just begin to worship him. Just begin to praise him. Stop trying to fix it yourself. Just stand. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, sometimes positioning yourself in praise in the middle of life's battle is saying, I don't feel like it, Lord, but I'm going to stand. Praise the Lord as mercy endures forever. God, I, I, people are saying things about me that I don't like. Praise the Lord as mercy endures forever. God, I'm dealing with financial situations. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. I've got family troubles going on. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Just stand and begin to declare. Declare the testimony of the Lord over your life. Isn't that Re what Revelation says? Revelation 12 says that they overcame him by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Your testimony is rooted in who you are in Christ. You ain't got no testimony other than Jesus. 
That's what that, that's what that means. It's the testimony of Christ in you. How do you overcome? Sometimes all you can say is praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. I don't know the outcome, but praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Hello, anyone hearing me this morning? Just stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Job, going all that he was going through, facing all the difficulties, losing it all, was able to stand and say, I know my Redeemer lives, and on that day, he shall stand on the earth. I know, I know, blessed are you to know. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Jesus, you didn't know, but Christ came and illuminated your heart to the realities of the gospel of salvation. He's redeemed you. He's pulled your life out of the pit. The same God that has saved you is the same God that will rescue you in the middle of life situations. I absolutely promise you. I don't know if you're getting happy, but I will preach myself happy if nobody else does. Paul said it like this, for our light and momentary affliction. Paul, you're being beat, you're shipwrecked, all the craziness you're going through. What are you talking about, your light and momentary affliction? This light and momentary affliction is working for me. Obviously, you have not applied the scripture to yourself yet this morning. (laughs) This light and momentary affliction is working for me. Okay, we're just going to keep working on this. See, we read Scripture and we don't read Scripture. We read it, but we don't apply it. For this light and momentary affliction is working for you. Just put your hand on your chest or your head or your belly or wherever. Just touch yourself and say, this light and momentary affliction is working for you. For you. For you. This light and momentary affliction is working for you. For you. For who? For who? For who? I'm just making sure you got it. A far eternal weight of glory. Someone's saying, Pastor, you've lost your mind. I probably have. It's working for you a far eternal weight of glory. So when you find yourself in the battlefield of life and things are spiraling all around you, stand and begin to declare, praise the Lord, His mercy endures forever. Begin to worship Him and the beauty of His holiness. Stop trying to fix it. Let Him do what He does. And know that the end result of this is that God is working a far eternal weight of glory. More than what you can begin to measure. That's what that means. More than what you can even begin to count. It took them three days to carry off the spoil. They counted that. This weight of glory is immeasurable. What God is doing in this situation through your life is perfecting you. And he's perfecting patience in your life that you would be lacking nothing. Fully complete. That's what James said. So go through the trial with joy. Command yourself to be in a place of joy. Position your. How does that delight yourself in the Lord? How do, you, how do you command yourself, James? James, how do you command yourself to be? James has been dead. James, how do we command ourselves? He answers it. 
Let God have His work in your life. In other words, abide. Get into the presence of the Lord. How do you do it? Worship. What we've been talking about this morning. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Worship Him in the beauty of His holiness. I told you, you were going to get breakthrough today. That just hit her and went right back to you too. It was awesome. I just watched that happen. That was awesome. Sometimes we just can't see what we're supposed to see. Have you ever been there? You're trying to stand. You're trying to do everything you can to stand. I don't see that he's got any power working on the inside of me. What are you talking about, Pastor? I don't feel anything. Can't see anything. Well, I got a scripture for you. I'm going to help you out. 2 Kings chapter 6. It's a great story. You may not be able to see victory. You know, it's interesting because they, they didn't walk out. Let me just pause here. They, they didn't walk out. They weren't, they weren't standing. They, they weren't standing watching the ambushes. They were praising off on the side and walked up and saw the result of the ambush. They saw the results of the ambush. They didn't see the ambush happen. They walked up. They set their mouths to praise and they went a marching. I would imagine that was the drunkest march that they've ever had. I mean, how can you... I'm just thinking, how can you march in a straight line when you've got, praise the Lord, His mercy does forever. I mean, how can you even begin? I mean, at some point, you're just going to be absolutely intoxicated on the personhood of Christ and everything, you know, how do you even know where you're going at that point? <laughs> that, had to be a, that had to be a very humorous situation. <laughs> anyway, they get out. They come, they see, they, they walk out praising and see the results. Sometimes we can't see the results. Sometimes we're, pastor said, praise the Lord, his mercy endures forever. We can't see, we need somebody to help us see. Well, here's a scripture for you. Second Kings, do not fear, do not fear. This is a good word for you, not you, her. Do not fear. I'm joking. Do not, not really. It is for her, but you can have it if you want it. Do not fear. Do not fear. It's okay to be happy in church. They're get, what's happening, let me just pause. For those of you that don't know, what's happening is they're, they're in the process of, they're, they're beholding the beauty of His holiness and they're, they're on their way to uh, victory. <laughs> they're, they're on their way to victory. That's all that's happening. We'll, we'll have opportunity for everyone to join in. In just a moment. I mean, you could join in now, but, but do not fear. Do not fear. For those who are with us, those who are with us, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open my servant's eyes, his eyes, that he may see. And then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. 
and behold. And behold, what did he see? What did he see? The mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Sometimes you may not be able to see the results that you want to see in the immediate. But if you'll begin to allow God to give you spiritual eyes and begin to look, you'll see what the natural eyes can't see. You just keep worshiping. You keep pressing through. You just keep standing, yielding to the Lord. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. And then you'll look all around and see. God's already made provision for your victory. God's already made provision for your victory. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.